Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. This is episode 201, The Hidden Life of Us, an encouraging words episode coming to you on Sunday, June 7th, 2020. So wherever you are, either summer is just starting or winter is just starting. And of course, depending on where you live, that's making a huge difference or not very much difference at all. But for me, yay, summer. It's sort of almost, I think, maybe here. <laughs> I'm not always sure, uh, you know, when summer really arrives in Sweden. And it seems like the this will be our third summer. So it seems like all three of them have been very different from each other. But I'm super duper happy. Um, it's finally hit 70 degrees or 21 degrees Celsius for the first time since last year. I got to wear shorts for the first time this week. So, so happy. And at one point, sure, I was sitting out on the balcony in my shorts and a sweatshirt because it was almost the right temperature, but not exactly. But I was still just so, so happy. It's sunny. We've got blue skies, green grass, some of my favorite things when it's not raining. <laughs> and yeah, I was just happy. Except for that when I'm sitting on my balcony, I'm looking at this tree that for the last several months, I've been wondering whether or not it's dying. So I've told you we live in a new area, lots of new buildings, new streets, new trees. And I know that it takes time for plants once they get replanted to sort of pick up life again. And when this tree got planted, probably it was still, at least the weather was still on the winter side. So I knew it would probably take this tree a little bit longer. And it doesn't have as much sun as the trees on the other street that we live on a corner. So the one street, the sun just kind of comes all the way down the street, just goes through the street. But on our, on, on this side of the street, sorry, on this street, this other side of our apartment, the sun only comes through um, because it's when it gets past the tall buildings, only comes through starting about 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we've got it for several hours. So the tree doesn't even get as much sunlight. And I just, I really wanted this tree to be okay. And so even though this is probably silly, I was just praying for the tree. It's like, God, please don't let this tree die. <laughs> I just don't want it to die. I mean, I know on the one hand, it's just a tree, but I was reading this book last year called The Hidden Life of Trees by Peter Wallaben. I think that's how you say his name. He's German. And it is so fascinating. If you haven't read this book and you've got a little bit of time, just look it up. The Hidden Life of Trees. Uh, and his last name is W-O-H-L-L-E-B-E-N. Peter Wallaben. It is so freaking fantastic just reading this book and being like, what? Really? And it's amazing to me that somebody can figure out all these things. I don't want to like give too much away, except for that there's a lot more going on in trees and forests and stuff than we have any idea about, or at least the average person. Um, one of the things that I thought was so crazy interesting is that a forest that hasn't been torn up and torn apart and, and it's been there for a long, long time, you know, all the trees' roots kind of are interconnected and there's all these... I'm not going to try to explain the whole science of it, and I can't remember some of it anyway, but but there's a whole lot of stuff that's inter interconnected under the ground. Sorry, I get excited, and then I want to talk faster. And um, and this guy was saying he's uh, his job is something with forest in the title, so um, I can't think of... Anyway, his job is trees, whatever, whatever it is. Anyway... 
See, this is one of those times when I'm like, should I start this episode over? But no, I'm going to tell you because this is like if you were sitting down with me, this is how excited I would be trying to explain this book that I read. So because all of these roots and everything else under the ground have been interconnected for so long, there's actually kind of a, a communication that goes on. So for instance, if one tree gets attacked by some sort of insect, um, it can actually let the other trees around it know and they can like send out a bad scent, I guess, that makes the insects not want to attack these other trees. And so they can help each other. Um, if one tree isn't getting enough water, but it's connected to this, you know, massive group of trees like woods or forests or whatever, then it can get extra water from trees who are getting plenty through the root system. It's so interesting, and the way he writes it is just fascinating. But basically, it comes down to, in a community, these trees are much doing much better. But when you just have one tree sitting by itself in a field, it doesn't have all of the other aspects, um, other helps from other trees that it has when it's just sitting there by itself in the field. Now, we've seen a single tree in a field, you know, more than 100 years old, and it's doing fine. Um it's hard to explain like how excited I got reading this book and like why I just was so interested in trying to protect trees and keep them together. <laughs> but all these thoughts were in my head when I'm looking at this tree sitting by itself, surrounded by pavement, brand new pavement, which I'm happy about the pavement because now I have less dust and yet this tree has nothing. And I just felt bad for it. And I know you're thinking, wow, Kitty, you're so weird, but a point is coming. <laughs> So I felt bad for the tree and I, I like trees and I wanted it to really thrive. I wanted there to be like this big, eventually this big tree with lots of branches and tons of leaves and hearing the breeze whisper through all the leaves, you know, and um, a little bit of shade in the summer when I'm too hot and birds and there's lots of reasons that I wanted the tree to do well. So it finally hit 70. We've had a week of really nice weather, and I started noticing near the beginning of the week that it looked like there were little buds on the ends of the of all the branches, and I'm thinking, could it be? <laughs> I mean, the trees on the other side of the street are in full leaf. They look like it's like the middle of summer, and this one looks like it's the beginning of April, but maybe that means that it's alive. And over the course of just this one week, um, all those little buds have turned into little leaves, and then like not even medium-sized leaves yet, but they're growing. The tree is definitely not dead, and I'm so happy. Now, this tree is probably going to be fine without me and my prayers, right? So some of you are like, yes, Kitty, the tree did not need your prayers. Others of you are like, eh, who knows? And that's the point. We don't really know. And not just the tree, but a few days ago, I was out running, and when I was on my cool-down walk back home, I passed an ambulance and a bunch of people standing around and they were standing over someone. I couldn't really see that person, so I have no idea who, how old, what maybe had happened or or what. But And I don't know them, too. I mean, they're neighbors, but they're city neighbors, which means I have no idea who they are. So I was praying for them as I walked by, praying for them, the people, the you know, whoever was hurt or laying on the ground or whatever was happening with them, and the people who were helping them, the EMTs, ambulance people. 
um, doctors that they'll probably end up seeing, family members who will be worried. I was just saying a prayer for all of them. It probably took me 30 seconds to think of all the different people that might be involved and hoped that they would be okay. Again, I will never know <laughs> how much my prayers did or did not affect that person. But that doesn't mean that there was anything wrong with praying. It's, um, it's a tricky thing. The things that we do that we have no idea how much of effect it will have. But the idea that it may be having an effect, and at the very least, how is it changing us? How is thinking about other things that are not us and not in our circle of um, this affects me positively or negatively, therefore I care about it. Like how about the things that aren't in that circle? How much do we care about those things? And if we cared for those things more, how would it change us as people? I don't know. But I do think that it will change us. So maybe that person is going to have been helped by my prayers. Maybe their family or the doctors or the exact right person will be on duty. When my husband was in a motorcycle accident, I could not understand why the ambulance drivers drove past like seven hospitals to take him to a different hospital, what seemed to me really far away. Because in LA traffic, well, this was Southern California, south of LA, but um, it was really far away. And the one person who was the best at his job that was the kind of person that John needed, that was the guy who was on staff and was ex, uh, up next in the rotation. So John got the best doctor in Southern California to put his leg back together, which is amazing. So sure, maybe if nobody had been praying for John during you know all those hours that we didn't know what was happening, Maybe he still would have gotten that doctor and his leg would have been put together in a fantastic way. It was like a puzzle, lots of pieces. And this guy did such a great job. Sure, maybe the prayers didn't affect anything. But what if the prayers did affect all of those decisions along the way? And even if you don't look at the big things, what about the small things? Consider the times that you have held the door open for someone or someone has held the door open for you. The chances are, most of the time, you could have opened the door yourself or they could have opened the door themselves. They didn't need you to. Um, there are times, and luckily for me in my experience, it's less than 50% that I'll hold the door open for someone and they walk right through, keep on walking like they never even noticed that a person was holding the door for them. <laughs> But a lot of times, people nod and smile, say thank you. Some people get embarrassed. They don't want to go through until you go through. And then you have to figure out, all right, which one of you is going to like be the person who walks through first. And But the fact is, is that once you start noticing that I did this nice thing for somebody and they smiled, or somebody did this nice thing for me and I said thank you and smiled, or even if you say thank you and don't smile if you're not a smiler, it does change something. Um, for for instance, think of the time that the person just sailed on through talking on their cell phone, didn't even give you a nod or anything. Like it actually kind of annoys you even more than if you just hadn't even tried to help at all, right? So I'm thinking about all these things that are happening on the inside of us. Maybe we'll never know that because we smiled at someone and said thank you or smiled at someone when we opened the door for them, that we helped somebody's bad day to be just a little bit less. And maybe because their bad day was just a little bit less, they were able to kind of like get through a little bit better 
the the next portion of the day, say the afternoon, say you open the door for them at lunch at a restaurant or something. Maybe the afternoon went a little bit better because somebody smiled at them and did a nice thing and it just changes how you think a little bit. And maybe because of that, um, when their kids were really annoying that night, maybe they didn't yell at their kids. They were just like, listen, Johnny, stop it. Instead of, ah, you know, being... <laughs> The kind of person that later you're like, I really should not have yelled like that. That was not who I want to be. So you just never know. Does that mean that it's not good to open doors for people because you have no idea what kind of effect it's going to have? I think we would all agree no. (laughs) That's that's not a good reason. Just because we don't know what effect it's going to have is not a good reason to not be kind and open a door for somebody. It's such a small thing. And... So coming back around, I'm thinking about the, the silliness of me praying for a tree and the not so silliness of me praying for a stranger who the ambulance has come for them and I have no idea what's wrong or if it's small or if it's big. Even though we don't know what's happening in other people's lives, even though we don't always pay attention to what's happening in our own lives, there is like a whole full hidden life of things going on in our hearts and in our brains and in the synapses and how we react to things and how that makes us react to the next thing differently. I find that fascinating. So that's my encouraging words for this month to think about what's happening on the inside, the hidden things inside of us, the hidden things inside of other people and how we can affect other people's lives in little tiny ways that are really more just ripples. But if this ripple moves in that direction and then something else better can happen, um, it can be almost like a, a dominoes sort of effect. If that domino tips over, then a whole bunch of other things are going to tip over, which may lead to something beautiful in the big pattern that somebody's laid out. Um, if it tips over, <laughs> it's a it's a bad thing and it's a domino effect of whole bunch of bad things happening in the day, then then it's a really good thing if anybody was a little bit kind to make that day be not so bad or praying for that person to make it not so bad. Those are my thoughts. I hope it gives you food for thought, whether you agree with me or disagree with me. I hope it at least encourages you to be thinking about all these hidden areas inside all of us and how they're all affected, even in ways that we most of the time don't notice or see, except for those moments when we stop and think about it, like right now. All right. I hope you have a fabulous day. I hope your summer or your winter is going fantastic. I hope you're enjoying whatever kind of weather that you're getting and um, you're getting some good writing done. Remember, Sprinting with a friend, I have gotten thousands of words written in May that weren't necessarily on my agenda that I didn't think I was going to get done simply because I spent a half an hour or sometimes two half hours sprinting with a friend Monday through Friday, thousands of words. I need to actually sit down and count them up. So give yourself 20 minutes and just see how fast you can write or text a friend and see how fast the two of you can write in 30 minutes. I think that you could be really, really surprised at the end of a month. So, and let me know. 
Let me know actually any thoughts that you have about any of the episodes or any of the things that I say. Um, I have to remember usually to go to Twitter, but I'm on Twitter at Kitty Buchholz and Facebook Messenger. You can find me there at Kitty Buchholz. You can go to my website, uh, which the website for the podcast here is podcast.rightnowworkshop.com or you can email me kitty at kittybuholtz.com. I hope that you have a great month. We'll do uh, another encouraging, uh, encouraging words episode on the first Sunday of July. And in the meantime, we're on our summer schedule. So it'll be about a week and a half. We'll do episodes every other Thursday in June, July and August. So we'll see you again in around 10 days or so. Have a good day. Bye.